Hello, everyone. My name is Illumide. And my name is Christy. And welcome to the Big Empty Purse podcast. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know the dumb stuff I saw on Twitter the other day? I I was scrolling through Twitter and somebody said, uh, due to financial reasons, I will be passing away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just the smart financial decision. Christy, what have you been up to since the last time we spoke? I have been watching the inauguration, catching up on all the things from the inauguration, pre-preparing for the inauguration with the playlist that Joe and Kamala released yes. before the inauguration. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. First of all, the only reason why I know... <laughs> I mean, I I say that. I know you saw it because I blew up your phone at 8 a.m. with texts about it when I saw it. <laughs> Which, by the way, I fully and truly appreciate. I mean, it's actually a good playlist. The playlist is also shady as fuck, and it's wonderful it's wonderful before you even listen to the songs right (laughs) it's like got to give it up what a fool believes (laughs) yeah i remember you sent it to me and i and i opened it there's a song on there coffin nails another called pick up the pieces another called fool in the rain I didn't know Joe could be so shady. I'm going to assume that this is all Kamala's idea, but I feel like Joe was low-key shady too. They're at least, they're hiring shady people to put this stuff together, which I really appreciate. But you know they had final say. They might not have gone and found all of this, but they looked over this and were like, yes. Yes, yes. This is what we want. The whole playlist start to finish might have taken me like maybe two and a half, three hours to listen to. I was bopping the whole time. Yeah. You go, Joe and Kamala. <laughs> the inauguration, though, did you see it? What was what was remarkable about the inauguration? I saw it. So I work technically at a government office, but I'm not a government employee. So the government employees had the day off for the inauguration, and the rest of us were like, there. That is some there. bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I definitely like sat and watched all the inauguration coverage. I mean, I was just there for the memes and the outfits. I mean, I was there for the real stuff too, but <laughs> the outfits, did you see the outfits? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's the fashion show. <laughs> I'm so glad you kept me in the loop about this. I was like, these people were saving these outfits since the start of the pandemic they picked a really good outfit and they realized Mm -hmm. that they were not going to wear it anywhere and they saved it and it was worth it (laughs) it was worth it i love it i love it it was michelle was gorgeous as always and everyone was putting pictures next to like 2016 versus 2020 (laughs) she did not want to be there in 2016 (laughs) i remember i I saw the side by side like um the dress she wore in 2017 versus yeah 2017 yeah the the pantsuit she wore in 2021 it was similar color but like the whole head to toe style Mm -hmm. was done right 2021 she came and she said i'm not playing with you she delivered yeah (laughs) those were looks darling looks she did the first thing that i saw was the gaga dress i don't know if it was a dress or if it was a (laughs) two-piece blazer and bouffant skirt the really big poofy skirt yeah she was doing more than the most (laughs) the gigantic gold brooch and the gigantic red skirt the 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 bridge that uh she later posted on her social media it was a dove with a branch in its mouth and she was trying to make it all philosophical. You were just doing the most. Don't try to make it like a higher power yes. <laughs> kumbaya nonsense. That was just a big ass gold bird on your chest. Oh my god. And the microphone. <laughs> Did you see the meme of Pence handing her the microphone and her looking down at him to take it from him? She was just like, oh give god. me that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember I don't remember what um Kamala wore though It was this bright violet color But it was just sort of a classic silhouette And her pearls But the color was on point And then Dr. Biden was sparkly Her whole teal coat I mean everyone was wearing coats It was actually really cold 
It was like snowing. Dr. Biden was wearing the teal. You know, the funny thing is, I remember seeing that photo and I, I did a double take because the first time I looked at it, I thought that was Britney Spears. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I know JLo is at this inauguration, but why is Britney Spears there? And I looked harder and I was like, oh, that's not Britney. <laughs> that's Dr. Biden. <laughs> I'm sure Jill Biden gets that all the time. Right. <laughs> she does look like Britney. She does. She does, though. Oh, my God. But JLo, can we talk about? <laughs> Let's take a minute to talk about JLo. Can we talk about Let's get loud let's get loud <laughs> okay, it just keeps going through my head and every time i think of it it's funnier that she really just said let's, let's get, get loud. in the middle of this land is your land i was like what <laughs> did you see the one where like she was trying to do the thing that gaga did where you know how gaga will have like this really grand note that she holds and she puts a vibrato at the end jennifer lopez tried to do that thing mm-hmm. except jennifer lopez's voice does not carry and it doesn't have volume so it just sounds like she's whining without end. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> she looked good though. That white pantsuit she wore. She did look good. So my favorite tweet about JLo. <laughs> God, I wish I could drink a $12 vodka soda at a gay bar tonight and watch a drag queen who has sewn the JLo white pantsuit at the speed of light <laughs> lip sync a Let's Get Loud slash This Land is Your Land remix. <laughs> credit to at underscore jonathan young on twitter but yeah i will say that's where i want to be though exactly if not for the pandemic you know the drag queens would have turned up every single outfit on that lineup would have been represented to the t and amanda gorman first of all i actually didn't listen to the poem she delivered which i heard was a really good poem i'll go back and listen to it but I remember seeing her outfit, the yellow with, it looked like orange headband. Yeah, like red orange. That's the mm-hmm. look. That yes. is the look. She, this is what I mean. I feel like everybody's sense of style since the pandemic started has actually improved because everybody's had time to actually think of that one perfect yeah. outfit as opposed to just having to hobble together several <laughs> outfits. They, they've been at home. They've not worn anything. <laughs> they've had time to critique. They got it right. Every single person got it right. There is that meme of Bernie Sanders and he was wearing mittens. Oh my. He was looking so unamused and somebody put a caption <laughs> on that meme. Uh, and said this could have been an email and i was like oof he just looked like he was over it he was over it bernie so mm-hmm. sorry did you listen to the poem or was it as good as everybody says it was it was it actually was as good as everyone said it was she was amazing her delivery was just she's 22 years old did you know that stop it she's the youngest poet ever to deliver it yeah she's She's 22 years old. I did not have, I say did not have, still don't have (laughs) remotely the talent, the like wherewithal, the anything to like, no, she was amazing. Wow. (laughs) The poem was really good. 22, she better work. She better work. I'm happy about that. (laughs) But also I watched The Flight Attendant on HBO. I don't know if you've seen this show, if you've heard about it. I've heard of it, but I don't know a lot. It's it's featuring um, Kaylee Cuoco, the hot blonde girl from Big Bang Theory. That's the only thing I know her from, honestly. Actually, I hope that is her because I'm assuming that's her. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I don't know for sure. The, I'm not spoiling this for anyone. But like the, the interesting premise is that um, she is a flight attendant. She flirts with a guy in one of her flights. And when they land, they meet up and they have a holiday romance, if you'd call it. And she wakes up next to his dead body and his slit throat. And she's on this really stressful path henceforth. It's a nice and clever premise. I've seen all of season one. I don't know if there's going to be a season two. But I feel like that kind of a story doesn't need a season two, if that makes sense. Once you resolve whatever it is that right. made the plot interesting in season one, you tacking on a season two, you will jump the shark because there's, there's nowhere else to yeah. go. Like once you find out... Just wake up next to a different dead body. Right. <laughs> Start the whole thing over. Right, that's, that's exactly what I mean. I assume what they're going to do though is because they have more than two or three main characters, they'll focus the second season on an adventure of another character that's not the main one in season one. And I feel like that's when they're going to jump mm. the shark because I feel like I know the the character they're going to do next. 
And I'm like, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. If they really wanted to do stuff like that, they could do it like American Horror Story, where each season can mm. be standalone, and then they can do stuff like that. But don't try to draw a through line between season one and season two. There is none. But they're going to do it anyway, because you know that they got to make money and feed the people who are on staff and crew. So. so the topic we'll be discussing today is social media. Speaking of, uh, don't forget to follow us on our social media <laughs> at uh, Big Empty Purse on Twitter and on Instagram. Do you remember the first social media experience that you had? Yeah, I know I had AIM, so like AOL Instant Messenger. Yay! (laughs) Did you have AIM? I I think (laughs) I I was late to AIM, though. I think before that, we had, you know, the the chat rooms? I forget what they were called. There were chat rooms that were based off of different things, like your interest or whatever. You remember this. So um, the chat rooms were first. I can't remember what yeah website made that popular but the chat rooms were first and then yeah instant messenger aol i was late to that party but when i finally got hip to it i was like wow and then myspace myspace right what are the top three things you remember about myspace i remember your top eight friends and being able to like choose your top eight (laughs) friends except i did not have that many friends in like middle school so i was like struggling i was like oh it was not like who am i booting out of the top eight it was like who can i like (laughs) pretend to claim is one of my (laughs) like how can i pretend to cobble together eight friends eight friends right (laughs) after the top eight i remember having you know the music that everybody put on their profile that would automatically play as soon as you open the profile? That yep. used to piss me yep. off. I mean, you. <laughs> oh my god. You, but I, but honestly though, that was like the worst best feature. <laughs> it was, it was so good and it was so bad because the the only bad thing about it was like, you'd go open someone's page and then all of a sudden your computer just start blaring some music that you couldn't recognize and you wouldn't know which tab it came from yeah. or like which window. And if you happen to open like three different people, because it was automatically played. If you happen to like open three profiles at once, three different types of music would be playing and you wouldn't know what. They just all play all at once. I remember that was actually how I got to discover a lot of music that I wasn't. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm very mm. cut and dry standard. If it's pop or hip hop, I'll listen to it. But I don't go outside pop and hip hop, so I, I didn't know a whole bunch of like mm. rock, alternative, scream, all that kind of stuff. And I like by doing that on so many people's profiles, I just started to listen to like, oh, oh, wow, this is actually not so bad, and so forth and so on. So that wasn't too bad. But I didn't like how like it just it caught you off guard. And if like if you opened it and the song was something explicit, <laughs> like a song that was kind of sort of explicit, because I don't think back then they like made sure it was like radio safe. The song that you could put anything you wanted on your profile. Yeah, you could just. MySpace right. was sort it, of a free for all in a lot of it ways. Was so yeah, so like if it were if the song had like all the curse words in it, and if you were using the home desktop, if that kind yep. of stuff starts blaring on the home desktop and you don't know how to quickly stop it and mute it, your parent would be like, "Excuse <laughs> you, what are you listening to?" And the other thing I remember about that is because MySpace was in fact a free for all, you were allowed to edit your profile any which way you wanted. You could pick the background, you could pick mm-hmm. the skin, you could pick how the font appeared. We thought we were software engineers back then. Because for you to code all that stuff, mm-hmm. we used to do it through HTML. And I remember yep. I used to get really frustrated about this because I would go in to like fix one syntax if I wanted to update my profile. There'd be like some bracket somewhere or like some slash somewhere that I didn't include. Yeah. <laughs> and then the whole thing would just fall yeah. apart. It would just fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd you and then you'd go back to like your edit your page and you start reading through the, the code to figure out which you'd have to go look for the slash or the colon you missed. I guess the natural progression after myspace when myspace stopped being cool i guess everybody just migrated to um, facebook which a lot of kids don't even know what myspace is fun fact tom of myspace he was the founder of myspace MySpace and uh, i think he eventually sold it i think for 500 million and somebody was insulting him i didn't realize even back in the day myspace was worth that much but I suppose like the reach that it had, yeah. was, it was it was the only of its kind. It's not like nowadays where you have like yeah. all the others that exist concurrently. Like MySpace was pretty much, it was the only one. So I guess the reach was yeah. wide enough. And somebody was roasting him, I think on Twitter recently saying how, oh, MySpace, Tom hasn't done anything since MySpace. He's a has-been. And he goes, yeah, I'm a has-been who sold MySpace for $500 million. What have you done? <laughs> I was like, ooh. <laughs> get him 
<laughs> but after MySpace was kind of getting uncool, the next cool thing that came along was Facebook. And I remember thinking back, I was the last person to get on Facebook because I didn't like Facebook. Facebook was so simple compared to MySpace. It, it was just... Mm-hmm. white background with blue squares and i i didn't get it i was yeah. like my space is so colorful we have so many customizable options why would we go to facebook but eventually that was just a wave everybody was going there so i was like well i guess yeah i didn't get facebook until i had like almost graduated high school didn't really get it and i was like oh i guess maybe i will want to that's not true i didn't think i'd want to talk to the people from high school i just wanted to like <laughs> pre them after i left right. <laughs> so i had to be their facebook friends <laughs> right. I honestly I feel like that's how that's why I made Facebook too. And after Facebook came Instagram. Oh, by the way, let's go back to Facebook for a second. Honestly, this is morbid. If somebody had a Facebook and they died, I I was always weirded out by that. Like I would have people on my friends list who they'd passed away due to financial reasons. <laughs> <laughs> If they had passed away, I would feel bad because I was like, I'm clearly never going to speak to you ever again. But do I delete you from my friends list or do I keep you on? Like, What do I do? I just ended up keeping them because I was like, it's not going to hurt. But that's what I mean. I feel like I don't know if if but if a profile is inactive for X amount of time, Facebook doesn't take it down. I don't think like so. And people will then people will then go post um on the deceased person's facebook page oh miss you so much you're gone too soon we can talk about that for a second because i think that is some performative (laughs) bullshit because you know that person is not going to read those messages you're just declaring that you missed this person into the void so that somebody else can notice every year on the year of that person's passing they'd go on there and put a whole new message i was like well why are people like this i never understood that that to me was weird. I think you can actually like officially convert a Facebook page to like an in memoriam page. When someone dies, like, I think their profile can get officially converted to a oh. memorial page to them. I didn't know that. Those pages after a while just started depressing me. But anyway, then after Facebook, we had Instagram. And I remember seeing the very first, I guess I've always been late to all of these because I remember seeing the very first Instagram mm-hmm. logo. I was like, this is ugly. It's like, who's <laughs> going to use this? And I kept thinking about it logically, right? Um, I was like, this is a platform that's only good for uploading photos. I'm mm-hmm. like, so where is the where is the interaction? I couldn't customize my Instagram page to have all the fantastic fonts and the music that I would have had on MySpace. So I was like, <laughs> where where are we going with this? This doesn't seem like a good time. Yeah, I think I was still very much into Facebook then. And I was like, Twitter is just words and Instagram is just pictures. And I used Facebook. I was like, I can put words and pictures on Facebook. Why do I need to have all of these right. accounts? I was fighting it until the very bitter end i was one of the last yeah i don't i don't know when did you eventually get on board with instagram took me a long time when did i finally like really late when did instagram even come out oh let me look this up i don't know because i think i got a twitter before i got an instagram oh it's saying that instagram was founded in 2010 oh wow right it says 2010 oh i remember when i got an instagram I got an Instagram when I adopted a pet rabbit, which was 2015, because I was like, (laughs) I don't care about Instagram for myself, but I'm going to create an Instagram for this rabbit. And so then I was like, I guess I should have an Instagram for myself so that I can like things on the the rabbit's Instagram got you there. That's what <laughs> I got. You decided for yeah. two accounts. <laughs> they did. Um, yeah, I did. I think I got Instagram after college, like a good maybe three years after. I was so late to it, but I whatever. Instagram and Twitter came out roughly around the same time. I think Twitter might have been earlier though. I think Twitter might have been earlier. I could be wrong about that, but then I I couldn't figure out how to use Twitter. I was like, Twitter is not even words it's like 140 characters you can only fit so much in that and it's not customizable yeah. i think back in the day twitter didn't really even like have a, a photo thing it i think photos weren't popular in twitter yeah. it was just yeah. text right and i kept thinking right. why it's getting worse with each iteration it's getting worse then vine came along vine, vine was vine was such a treasure it was the only <laughs> thing that i as soon as i found it i i understood exactly what it was i was like i know what this yeah. is this will be successful i know precisely what this is and vine is pretty much um 
it's a it was a v- actually why am i describing vine vine was here like what only three years ago people should still remember vine like nobody's completely under a rock that they don't remember vine but for those of you who were under a I rock i think it was you- longer than that but yeah yeah oh, <laughs> wow but for those of you who you didn't know what vine was vine was a video hosting app and each video could only be a maximum of six seconds six seconds so you had to tell a story in six seconds with your videos it was so clever the one i remember most there's this lady she's still doing comedy now her name is lala i think she might go by lala milan or lala anthony i don't know but her name is Lala. Anyway, Lala had a vine and um, she was like, the internet should never be used as a tool to bully others. So if you feel like you're being bullied, log off, you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I oh wasn't expecting God. that until the very last second when she said it. And it took me out. It sent me. I was like, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, Vine was great. I remember Vine oh being great. Oh, my God. I honestly, if Vine came back, I, I feel like, I don't know why Vine ever left. I don't know how it lost popularity enough to have just gone know. away. I think Vine did pretty much what TikTok is now doing, except TikTok has longer videos. The whole having to tell a yeah, full story in a similar. short amount of time, it's pretty much the same. I don't know if Snapchat came out before Vine, though, or if Vine came out before Snapchat. I don't remember. I don't know. I think Snapchat might have been first. Probably. Snapchat and- was where it's at in college, though. Like, I remember, like, just communicating with people through Snapchat. Like, Honestly. instead of sending text messages, it would just be, like, my face, but, like, with the text message over it. <laughs> like, why did I do that? Like, I, I don't remember now. It doesn't. It made sense then. I don't know why. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Of all of these, I feel so like good. Snapchat was my... I feel like it goes in the in the order of Snapchat first, then MySpace second. I loved Snapchat so much. Snapchat is also the other one when it came out. I was like, I knew exactly. I This is going to be successful. This is a great mm-hmm. idea. Because I remember like yeah. the whole thing was you could send photos and the photos would expire as soon as you open it. Maybe six seconds out. And you could set the timer as to when it would expire. It would expire. You can only view it one mm-hmm. time, which was great because in college... We used to send embarrassing photos of ourselves. And not like we're not oh talking God. anything explicit or anything. Like we'd make stupid faces or if somebody yeah. was doing something that they weren't aware you were videoing them, you would zoom all the yeah. way in and get them at a really <laughs> embarrassing angle and you'd send it. Yeah. But the good news is no one was allowed to save them. You couldn't save them. So you knew it was just for good fun. Everybody's yeah. going to look at it in the six seconds that it was out and like the embarrassment would end there. But it would be hilarious conversation when you remember it later and you discuss it so i knew what snapchat was this Mm -hmm. was a great idea i think the other good thing about snapchat is that everybody had a list of friends that were in their uh top friends just based on the people you Mm -hmm. exchange the most snaps with and everybody wanted to stay their positions wherever they were so if i were in your top two if other people sent you more snaps than me i'd fall off and then they'd become your top two and I was like, nope, I'm keeping my ranking. Yeah. So I would send you the dumbest snaps. Yeah. It could be literally of me eating a bowl of ramen. <laughs> I dropped a noodle. I'm like, I'm snapping this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be like me on my bike watching somebody else fall off their bike. I'm pulling out my phone and I'm yeah. snapping it. But everything then just became an opportunity to laugh at something. So yeah, I I, I really, I love Snapchat, but I'm no longer on it though. I- I'm still on Snapchat, but it's way different now. It like doesn't expire quickly anymore. It doesn't. Like, like maybe you can still set it, but the default now is that it just sort of stays. Wow. I mean, it, it like d- expires when you go out of it, but like you can like sit there and look at it for as long as you want. And if it's a video, it'll just play on loop until you like exit out of it. And then you can, like, tap to, like, replay things for a certain amount of time. Really? It's very different. <laughs> I had a, a custom Snapchat filter for my wedding. That was, like, because I was ah. definitely still in a Snapchat. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I, I do remember that. I remember that. I, that was fun. I think a mutual friend of ours, like, took a whole bunch of photos with that filter. And it was lit. That made weddings a lot of fun. Instead of everybody relying on the photographer to capture all the great moments, everybody could capture all the great moments. So the number of photos that were great (laughs) were just so much more because not only one videographer was capturing all of them, everybody was capturing them. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I think actually like one of my favorite photos from my wedding was a Snapchat that you took, I'm pretty sure, where I was like... (laughs) 
on like on the couch with like my I had like one of those giant ball gowns and like my feet on the table and the skirt is everywhere and I'm holding like a martini glass. <laughs> oh, I remember this photo. I do like, remember this photo. It was like it was after in the, the back night room. was over. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. I, I remember this. I haven't looked. See, that's what I mean, right? Like those moments, the the videographer probably would have captured that. But yeah, I remember that. No, oh, that was a fun wedding though. I will say, I think I was all the way turned up. But that was, I was having so much fun. I don't know what Zanga blog is. Was it like Reddit back in the oh, day? Oh, that was a... No, Zanga was like... It was similar to like, I don't know if you ever had live journal. It was literally just like a, like a diary, but online. You just like wrote blog posts, but it was really? similar to MySpace in that you could like customize everything and you could make music play and all of that. But it was literally just like writing your diary online. It was so unnecessary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was unnecessary. <laughs> oh, the other thing I should say about Facebook is, you know, Facebook notes. <gasps> I, oh, I'd forgotten about Facebook notes. You used to write like long. I used <laughs> to write notes. lots of Facebook notes. And now I look back at them like this is cringeworthy. I was doing way too much. I fancied myself a satire writer. If something really hilarious happened to me on the day, I'd write like a whole. Some of those I still stand by oh till today. Some of those are funny. I remember I wrote one about um, the first time I looked at Donner. You know oh the building God. Donner, right? The, the hideous, I, I guess... like blue, green. Oh. It was hideous. It was hideous. For those of you who don't know what it is, this building is like a long bungalow. It is a bungalow and on the outside of it is tiles. I'm not even kidding you. Like maybe five inches by five inches tiles. And those tiles, they were not white. They were not marble. They were turquoise. Every (laughs) single tile was turquoise. And the entire building that housed maybe four or 500 people, that building, every square inch of the outside of it was covered in turquoise <laughs> tiles. Just by that alone. And oh, I remember, God. and I live, the dorm that I lived in was maybe 0.3 miles from Donner. And I would leave every single morning. <laughs> and as soon as I opened the front door, the first thing I saw every day for a whole year is that turquoise building. And at some point, I just got so upset about it. I opened the front door and I saw it. And that day, I wasn't having it. I was like, this fucking building. I fucking hate this building. And I went on Facebook notes and I wrote a whole satire piece about, like, that stupid building. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. I still stand by that. I still think that building is trash. We'll have to do, like, a special edition of the podcast where we, like, read Facebook notes. (laughs) I feel. I hope I still have some of them. I also had one after Biolab junior year because I mean we went through it in Biolab, and I remember after the year was over, I wrote a satire piece about what that year was like. We struggled so hard. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know much about Zanya blog, but if it's anything like Facebook notes, I'm sure I would have loved it. But also, people just like post photos now with like really dumb captions. You know the one uh, the one trend that I hate. And I know somebody who does this. He's going to listen to this episode and he's going to hear me say this on air. Look here, you little shit. I know you're listening to this. When you put a caption under your photos, don't put some vague poetry line. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't go with the photo. It seems like it's reaching to be something more profound than it really is. And it most often just isn't profound at all. So stop it i thought we left that behind with like early facebook no 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 no, no. people doing that on like early facebook like you'd write like some song lyrics and then someone's grandma would be like concerned (laughs) because they like thought that was you and you were like no this is just my chemical romance (laughs) (laughs) my chemical (laughs) romance no i was that person i was that person let me explain something to you but like I, I happen to really, I'm screaming into this podcast, but um, I'm really excited about this. I remember that um, I used to post lyrics that I thought were fantastic. I don't know how to explain it. In the moment, you think it's really profound because like you've latched on some other personal trauma onto that lyric for some reason. Yeah. And then if you, if you go right. back and revisit that same line in the song, maybe some three years after, you're like, wow, this was not as deep as I thought it was. I used to do that a lot. I'd like pick a, re- it'd be an Amy Winehouse lyric, which by the way, some of her lyric is still profound, I will say. Um, or it would be like a, mm-hmm. an Adele lyric, early Adele, like from 19. 
I'd be like, oh, I feel this in my heart. Which, sidebar, this is a very stupid side story. When Adele's Set Fire to the Rain came out, I, I used to have a Microsoft Zune back then. Oh, right, Zune. The, like, it was like iPod, but not iPod. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be an MP3 player, but it wasn't the iPod. It was another make. It was Microsoft's brand of the iPod. And it was, I still have that. I still have it, by the way. The Zune, I think, is, is somewhere you in do? here. When I look for it and I find it, I'll see if I can actually still turn it on. I'm sure there's still some songs on it. I'll, I'll send a photo of it. But like the build <laughs> quality of the Zune was actually so nice. Like with the iPad, uh, this is a very <laughs> stupid tangent, but um, I'll get back to Adele in a second. <laughs> but the iPad was just like this um, polished back of aluminum and it was heavy and it had mm-hmm. like a white front. But then Zune came up with mm-hmm. the touchscreen first and the whole front slab mm. of the Zune was touchscreen and there were like two tactile buttons at the bottom and it was like a sandwich of two beautifully crafted pieces of metal that they put all the workings (laughs) of the thing inside and just screwed those two pieces like a sandwich and it was so beautiful to look at it it had like i'm reviewing this product now but like it Mm. weighed really nicely in the hands and it was beautiful to carry around and it was really nice to look at but anyway I had a Microsoft Dune back then, and when um, Adele's album 21 came out, I was looking forward to it because I loved her from 19, and I downloaded it, I put it on my Zune, and like I was getting dressed in the morning to head out and just go do my day on campus, and I just kept playing it. So that was the very first time I heard Set Fire to the Rain. No, actually, that's not true, because Set Fire to the Rain was a single before the album came out. So I downloaded it specifically mm-hmm. to listen to on that day. But anyway, and I started crying. The song came on, <laughs> and within the first line of her singing i started crying and the reason why i started crying is that very beginning of the song for whatever reason reminded me of my grandma who died in 2003 and i remember like in that very moment the feeling that i felt the moment i heard that she had passed that's the exact feeling i felt in the very first line of that song and i just started crying and i was like what the oh my god it was like a mind fuck. I was so thrown off. Like th- that's it was like the weirdest out of body experience. Yeah. I like I, I I still remember exactly what it felt like. And I was like, wow. Wow, 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 wow. But anyway, that's actually how I fell in love with oh. Set Fire to the Rain. So like I at that moment in my mm. life, I probably would like have a caption on something that would have the lyric of that part of the song that actually made me cry. Do you see what I mean by like, it's it's so profound and it means something to me. But that lyric is probably like, set fire to the rain. Like, okay, so does water burn? <laughs> like, <laughs> if I put that as a caption, <laughs> nobody would understand that it means anything. It's so stupid. How did I get to that story, by the way? That was a good story, but I don't know how I got there. What was I talking about? It was a good story. I don't... Where, where oh, making uh, Facebook notes. Oh, uh, back to like, Facebook notes. Yeah, <laughs> on the top. Yeah, we were talking about Facebook notes. But um, I, I remember back then, Facebook notes were lit. I actually, I I didn't think I was the worst writer. This is my hubris talking. I thought, wow, some of this is actually publishable on, like, if I wrote a satire column for New York Times, this would fit very well there. Now, going back to read some, I was like, Mm-mm. the material, <laughs> the material, mama, it's not there. Mama, this is garbage. <laughs> In the words of Alyssa Edwards, Mama, <laughs> this is garbage. Oh my god! <laughs> I suppose we should discuss the pros and cons of social media. I don't. I don't remember the time when I was aware that we started calling it social media because back when it was just chat rooms, we didn't call it specifically social media. But I'm not no, sure. when did we call it that? I don't know. I know. I know it was way after we had had things like MySpace. Because in the days of MySpace, I don't think we were calling MySpace social media. I think this came after, no. yeah, Facebook or something. I feel like it came when we had to, like, group them all together. Like, at the point when I had, like, a Facebook and an Instagram and a Twitter and, a, like, right, like, I needed right. some term to collectively <laughs> refer to all of the social media I was on. The idea of first having chat rooms was great because I remember thinking, oh, this is so cool. I can talk with anybody in the world and I don't have to pay for a calling card. In terms of the pros of social media, the ability to connect with people quickly and with very little cost, I thought, oh my God, this is a great idea. The the ability to share knowledge, news, and digital content really easily. Like I remember back yeah. then I was like, God, this is a good idea. Yeah, definitely news spreads way faster now. Like- right. Right. I remember one time I was in Maryland. I was there with my family. Felt what we were pretty sure was an earthquake, except it was Maryland. Right. <laughs> we were like, what the... 
Like, what just happened to all of us? Like, oh, it was just in 2012? Yeah. God, that... Well, yeah. Yeah. It was like, literally just like jumped on Twitter and like two minutes later, like, oh yeah, it was an earthquake. This is the part that I thought was especially cool about social media because the chat rooms where two marginalized communities, what like um, alternative bars were in the late 60s. So if you lived in Mm -hmm. a country where homosexuality wasn't popular and you didn't have any gay friends, you couldn't talk to anybody and you couldn't go to a gay bar because they didn't exist, you could get in a chat room and then meet other people all around the world. Basically, your own private community that on a chat room, like Mm -hmm. you have your privacy and you get to meet your tribe and your community, no matter no matter where they are, are around the world. So I thought that was cool. Right. And even if like it wasn't a case where you were afraid for your safety or well-being, like if you live in if you live in, in small town in the middle <laughs> of the United States, right? And your hobby was Broadway and specifically Broadway musicals, you mm-hmm. would not be able to find anybody else in your community who was also into Broadway musicals. So you'd be the only person. However, if Broadway musicals was your interest i'm sure there was a like a chat room or a group or something online that you could join that was for and you instantly would have 10 friends who knew exactly what reference you made when you talked about barbara streisand's funny girl or stuff like that see for those of you who think i'm now a broadway person i'm not i just happen to know (laughs) of barbara streisand's don't rain on my parade (laughs) from funny girl but again i suppose kids this is what they call range Get into it. <laughs> Not range. <laughs> Not range. <laughs> range. <laughs> yeah, I remember thinking that oh, that was yeah. cool. This is another good thing about social media is you can hold people accountable for things that they say because <laughs> yeah, you can true. screenshot it. You have the receipts. They can't double back and say some nasty thing to you and like get away with it. You can actually screenshot it and be like, no, no, no. Look, your profile at 4 p.m. gave me this comment calling me a raggedy little so you can hold people accountable for that reason but in the same token i suppose we should discuss the cons of social media with respect to the cons of social media right because the information does travel so fast it pretty much travels faster than our ability to verify its accuracy but yeah people just share things on the internet and just like i feel like i don't know i'm sure people our age do it too but i've noticed like my older relatives like they see something on facebook and they it's gospel like they're like all of a sudden like that's the truth and it's like i feel like people are starting to get more wary of it but so many people just like they read it and they assume it's true and they don't do like anything at all to fact check it and like no due diligence they <laughs> take zero. it they run with it and the, the, the which is why like this is part of the whole the information travels faster than our ability to verify its accuracy because people can share it so quickly amongst themselves because you take it as gospel and then you think it's absolutely true you're like oh my god i have to tell people that this effect so you send it to me i have the same exact reaction i say oh my god this seems like a i have to tell people that i know and then i keep spreading it without stopping to be like wait a minute does this actually make any kind of sense like is there a way i can verify this we can go on another tangent where we talk about how that ended up being some part of why the election of 2016 was so messy because people's opinions about Mm -hmm. the candidate that they were voting for were skewed by just somebody posting something on the internet that was just inaccurate and then that spread like a wildfire and everybody's like oh i'm not voting for her she i read on facebook that she eats baby children so (laughs) eats baby children as if (laughs) babies are not just children but um yeah she eats infants for breakfast so i'm not gonna you know that that kind of dumb stuff and you're just and, and if you really think about it like right does she really eat children like why is that the part that's going to skew your but apparently that's actually that wasn't by mistake so that's actually another downfall people can just believe what they read without being able to verify it or at least like back in the day there was still like dumb news but it wouldn't travel half as fast because by the time it got to the fourth person there would already be like real information out to like counter it it wouldn't travel as fast if that makes sense because the the really like or like the news would have already like been so outdated by the time people actually get it that it wouldn't matter either way if it was true or false that know what i mean like yeah mm-hmm. 
Yep. We can have a discussion about this, about the privacy concerns, right? People are then concerned about like, oh, if I post something online, then everybody has access to it. I can never take it back. People, Which is why like people are really afraid of like their nudes leaking. And I'm like, first of all, what I think about that is that's only relevant for people who are our age or older because it's a level playing field now. So say people can think of the case of, okay, <laughs> if I wanted to get a job in the future working for this company, the person who would hire me is likely going to be older than me. And with that case, if their mindset is, oh, we're not going to hire someone who uh, posts a video of them drinking. You know what I mean? That mindset where people prejudge, mm-hmm. oh, how, how, but how is them drinking on their time off work any indication of how well they're going to do the job you're hiring them for? So then people who thought like that, or say, yeah. for instance, if somebody were going for a med school interview, and they happen to have um, been taking uh, a vacation where they were dancing at a night nightclub and somebody took a photo and uploaded online, then they could be like, oh my God, will that photo of me like partying it up make me seem unserious to the admissions committee? And because of their privacy, they're like, oh, maybe we shouldn't post so much online. But after people who are younger than yeah. us, makes no difference. Yeah. Makes no difference because everybody's online. Right. Everybody's posted something. Right. Like everybody's already. And the person who's going to hire you has been online for a certain number of years that they also have. They've lived the life. They know what it's like. So, and I also mm-hmm. think it's a fact that um, because I know that's a thing now. Right. I remember when we were growing up, we had to worry about that. If I see somebody's resume and I see them parting it up, I know what that felt like being on the other side of that. So I would still hire that person, even if like they're a party. I don't care if you party on your own. That's on your own time, as long as the work gets done. And if your if your resume and your credentials are perfect for the job, I won't say ah, he's perfect for the job. But he posted a Snapchat of him doing the Wally or the Soldier Boy, so I won't hire him. You know what? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. I had to throw that in there because of my space. <laughs> Shout out to Soldier Boy. Um, yeah. So the privacy concern, oh, I think. God will hopefully be gone by in another three or four years because I think it's it's a it's a dumb argument. Like nobody has privacy anymore. This is just how life is gonna be from now on. Just get used to it. Um <laughs> hopefully like hopefully that doesn't infringe on anybody's rights. For the most part, like grow up. Everybody goes goes to the club. Everybody has at some point or the <laughs> other smoked a doobie or whatever. Like just, that shouldn't be the reason you don't hire people. Anyway, um the other thing that's been easy is marketing. Because I always wondered when social media became a thing, I was like, because I knew it was a business. I knew it was a business. Mm -hmm. And I always wondered, how come all of these services are free? They're not charging me any money. Mm -hmm. So how are they able to float (laughs) the business enough to continue to pay for their expenses of, you know, hiring a coder to code the website, hiring like a a server to host everybody's, you know what I mean? How? And then it occurred to me. It occurred to me. All social media is is marketing. And like it's yeah. if you are using a free service and you're not sure how the provider of that service is turning a profit, you're likely the commodity that's being sold. Very likely. Right. And it's very similar yep. to like um I put the example yeah. right. It's it's it, it's pretty much exactly what it is. And um it's kind of like um pretty girls who go to bars but they don't get charged a cover fee. You know what I mean? And like they get in there and they think it's free, but really, unfortunately, it's not free because when you get in there as a pretty girl, you are the product that the bar is marketing to the guys who are mm-hmm. coming in to meet a pretty girl. So guess what? It's good for their business because the guys are going to pay a really hefty cover because now the bar can say, oh, we got pretty girls in the door. And when the guy goes into the bar to meet said pretty girl, he's buying the drinks for the pretty girl. So the business has made money two times. Actually, the business has made money three times because they got the girls in the door. That's marketing they saved money on. Two, then the guy comes in, pays a cover charge, double what he would have paid anyway because they have to make the headcount numbers make sense. So the guy has to pay at least double uh, a charge fee because he has to pay for himself and one of the pretty girls that they let in for quote-unquote free. And then when the guy gets in there, the guy... And I'm strictly talking about, like, a heterosexual bar. I keep saying the guy and the girl just so you get the picture. Yeah. But, like, it could be a girl and a girl or get a right. guy and a girl. or a guy. You get the point. It could be any number of combinations or, like, a non-binary and a non-binary. I'm trying to be woke here. 
But anyway, the third reason why they've made money that I didn't mention yet is the fact that the guy now comes in and he has to get himself libated and the pretty girl. So he's buying for every drink that he would have drunk alone, two. So the business is really like afloat because... And all the social media, right, they're afloat because we are what's being sold. We, the users of the social mm-hmm. media, is what's being sold. And people are so against that for some reason. And I'm like, why is that a problem? Why is that a problem? This is just business, plain and simple. They are going to charge advertisers marketing dollars to show their product to you while you use the service for free. You're getting the service for free. And you're like, well, but they are, they are manipulating our minds by like showing us stuff and making us buy more stuff. And guess what? That's the price you're paying because you're not paying for this specific service. So pick your battles. My parents' generation, they're very, they're very against any of like the social media stuff because they're like, I don't want them to have my information. They're going to. I was like, they already have that information, sweetie. <laughs> they already have it. <laughs> they do. I don't know. Some of it's just like a weird, like, I can't even say why exactly it bothers me. It's just like, it's really weird. As a woman, like, I definitely hit a certain age and all of a sudden it was like, you need to see ads about baby things. I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, that is awful. That is awful. (laughs) I'm like, it's... I mean, it just sort of is what it is. (laughs) Oh, my God. I got an ad. Instagram ads are, they do the most. I got an ad on Instagram for vagina deodorant. (laughs) Like, I kid you not. I was like, what? What data did you get on me that makes you say I need this? This is rude. <laughs> this is so rude. Yeah, it's literally like all these women in like yoga pants, and they're like, "Ooh, do you smell down there?" Like, oh, what? That is all you first need of is all, this vagina deodorant. <laughs> Not the vagina deodorant. <laughs> wow, I think that's very rude. That's extremely rude. Yes. Wow. So I rude. <laughs> I don't even know if I get targeted ads because honestly, I, I don't even know. Oh, you know what? I do get them. I do get them. I do get them. Like, but it's usually for tech stuff, right? So I remember like when I was, I remember um, at some point I was watching a whole bunch of like videos about like new phones that were coming around and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, like you would say, the phone you were looking at is now X amount of dollars cheaper. And I was like, how did you know I was even looking into that? Yeah, so they, I think they, they get you. Yeah. They, yeah, but like nothing as rude as a vagina deodorant. Wow, that is extremely rude. I think, <laughs> but you know, so <laughs> I have gotten some that like, you know how like you're, you're on the verge of an ex- existential crisis and you see something that's so small and then it just throws mm-hmm. into a tailspin. I don't know for whatever reason, yeah. I was I was thinking about something really deep, dark, very, it was taking a lot of brain power. You know those days where like you're just thinking so hard that you just sit and you're not moving, but you just feel exhausted? Yeah. I was thinking about yeah. like existential dread in general, which by the way, if you get down that rabbit hole, <laughs> it takes you like three hours. But, um, and all of a sudden, I was thinking it, I hadn't typed it into anything. And I think Facebook had an ad that said, oh, start planning your funeral today. I was like, excuse me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was something about like, <laughs> it was something about oh, like, no. like pre-planning your own funeral. I was like, I didn't even speak it oh or type it. I was thinking about, not even about like the oh. end of life or anything, just like existential dread in general. And they were like, yeah, it's a time for you to die. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm not ready. It knew that due to financial reasons, you needed to pass <laughs> away Due to financial reasons, I will be passing away. Oh, no. I thought, yeah, that was rude, but like, yeah. <laughs> But the other thing is, um, I suppose that everything is about a, a two-edged sword because even though everybody has like the anonymity of being online, which can cloak you, it has made people who were already mean complete jerks because they have the anonymity. They can go on and say yeah. really rude, hurtful things and they know nobody's going to hold them accountable. So 
there's really no harm in doing it. So people got really bold. I remember they, they used to have this thing called, I know on Instagram it's now called Ask Me, but there used to be like an ask forum back in the day where people could ask you questions mm. and either put their name or put anonymous. And a lot of people would put anonymous. And mm-hmm. like whenever it said anonymous, it was always something like horrible. But I know that it's probably the same yeah. people who would have put their regular name. They just take the anonymous button so they could say some horrible things. So yeah, the anonymity of the internet has made people jerks, unfortunately. Or the anonymity of mm-hmm. social media, I should have said. Oh, vapid culture. There is no other place (laughs) for you to see vapid culture emphasized than on Instagram. Honestly, I can't even pretend. I do like going to stalk people on Instagram and it's always a good time. (laughs) Because either the photos are really, really good, well edited and they're fantastic. Or they're so-so and the person doesn't care. They just think it's funny, which is what I love most. Like, if you think the photo doesn't have to be done up mm-hmm. real big beauty queen style. But if it's funny and it seems like everybody's having a good time, I love those photos. Or it's horrible and the caption is horrible. And the person who's posting it doesn't re- <laughs> doesn't realize either. And they are so hype up on their shit. And I'm like, yes, this is the one I want to read to fill. And you'll put a comment that's like slightly mm-hmm. shady. Like it's a compliment, but it's really an insult. And they'll comment under yours and be like, Oh, thanks. I'm like, honey, (laughs) I actually was insulting you. That's what I mean by vapid culture. They're so engrossed in like their own hype that they don't see how ridiculous Mm -hmm. it truly is. Especially when it's a video. I watch those Instagram videos and like before the the video starts moving or any sound comes out of it, I'm like, wow, this person is really attractive. Then they say something and I'm like, I wish they hadn't. (laughs) Wish they hadn't. That vapid culture is so, I mean, like, wow, this person is actually off their rocker. It's completely gone. They don't understand that this is not the move. (laughs) (laughs) The age of incompetent influencers. Speaking of vapid culture, the incompetent influencers. They found out how to monetize vapid culture. That's exactly, wow. You know what? I I never realized that until you just said it. That wow that is exactly what it is it's a progression of one to the other you just said that the incompetent influencers just found a way to monetize vapid culture that is wow i haven't thought about that yeah yeah because that's exactly what they're doing and honestly i would Mm -hmm. like to think that a lot of those influencers they themselves are not vapid because or maybe they are maybe it's a because i've always had to think somebody like uh, kim kardashian for instance a lot of the people say, oh, she's vapid and she's just got lucky. And I always have to think about it. I'm like, I don't care if she's vapid or not. But like the working mind behind the construct that is Kim Kardashian, genius. Fucking yeah. genius. <laughs> because it's true. <laughs> there is no way that you can call that woman stupid or dumb. She has managed to acquire so much wealth, maintain said wealth. The woman, mm-hmm. you've not seen her fall out of a club <laughs> drunk. You have not seen her overdose. I'm not saying that these are all bad things. I'm just saying that like these are usually things that people assume glamour and fame take you down this really bad hole really fast. This woman hasn't, you haven't caught her slipping one time. She always looks perfect. She always knows the exact thing to say because we haven't so far canceled Kim Kardashian because she said something wild. So you know her mind is on the pulse of everything she's doing. And she's managed, and it's not like a lucky one-off thing because people get rich and they lose the money so fast. She... Do you know that Kim Kardashian is worth more than 900 million US dollars? 900 million. <laughs> Beyonce is probably wow. worth only 600 million. Mariah Carey is only worth 500 million. Kim Kardashian mm-hmm. is worth... So she has grown that wealth and it's still getting better. The woman has a mind that's like no other. She's a genius. And she brought her family... That entire family, they're all geniuses. She brought her own family yeah. with her. Her youngest sister, <laughs> who didn't bother going to college, dropped out to start a lip kit makeup company, is now worth over a billion dollars they're geniuses i stand a brilliant mind the age of incompetent Mm -hmm. influencers yeah they're pretty much following in kim's footsteps and i feel like a lot of those influences they seem Mm -hmm. like they're stupid and vapid on the front but the mind that has to keep working to keep this business model going i think some of them are actually geniuses but some of them could also just be stupid and lucky some i've I've seen and i'm like if there is genius here you could have had me fooled like (laughs) 
you really yeah. you really could have had me fooled because this just looks vapid through and through 100%. How has your use of social media evolved? I use social media way less now than I used to. I used to be like constantly on it, like on all these different platforms. I go on Facebook now every once in a while to see pictures of my nephews and nieces and to see if anyone got engaged. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. That's yeah, that that makes sense. So I didn't go on Facebook much and I was still like on Instagram but not literally like posting anything. So I was like, what is happening? in my life like I'm just going to my job like I don't like nothing, right. nothing is happening <laughs> nothing uh, but then I got a dog and the dog I definitely use social media more to post photos of the dog right. but <laughs> which by the way I love like, it's great he's great he's very photogenic he really is <laughs> I also use social media very very little and right now my main use of it is form of entertainment because all I do is work I work and I come home that's it there's nothing else so mm-hmm. I get on social media it's pretty much where where all the memes are all the funny stuff that i can read yeah i don't know see the thing is i've always thought about like how if i had to sit down to read a book it could take me three or four hours but i just think about like all the words and all the pages but the amount that i scroll on instagram <laughs> and the amount that i read on twitter honestly i could have yeah. volumes of book i've read the equivalent of several books just by those alone you know what i mean so yep <laughs> i don't even use it in terms of like the social aspect of keeping in touch with people yeah. no yeah nobody's on there really that part is gone for me i don't use it for that do you think your use of social media will continue to change as we age i, I keep thinking about older people who don't even know how to click send on a touch screen like oh i God. don't want to imagine yeah. myself like that that's just sad <laughs> I, I i don't want to imagine but like not in terms of what's popular around yeah. us but like in terms of our ability to engage with it i want to say that I would still be able to use it if I wanted to, but now I don't even know. know. Right. (laughs) Like, I don't have a TikTok account. I feel like I should make one, but, like, I don't know. I, like, like, I'm sure I could go, like, figure out how to use TikTok, but that's definitely, like, it popped up, and I was like, yeah, I'll probably go make a TikTok at some point. And I just never did. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I feel like at some point, even if I wanted to, I'd struggle to use it. I'm already there, I think. But Facebook now is like only older people stop using facebook but all my old relatives are now like all over facebook that's because they're slow to the uptake yeah they're not gonna (laughs) they're not gonna make it to instagram at this rate um yeah no it's because they they just haven't caught up to the instagram when they get caught up to the instagram then they have to worry about the tiktok like they're they're gonna be so much behind (laughs) and just learning how to use it is why they keep getting stuck but um I don't, yeah. I, I hope that I can still figure it out and I hope I'm still like relevant enough. Because you know how some people get on Facebook, like <laughs> older people, and they will post like some mm-hmm. one-sided <laughs> conversation with themselves and laugh at it too. I'm like, yeah. that's not how you use it, darling. That's not how you yeah. use it. But I feel like that that might be us in the future where yeah. there's going to be a whole new thing and maybe a platform that isn't oh. one where we take uh, photos on Instagram and like put a caption. But if it's something completely different and we're going with that mindset where, oh, we just take a photo and, have, and it's a whole new different platform where you're not supposed to do that there the kids would be like yeah that's not how we do this so i feel like we're gonna get there unfortunately unfortunately hopefully we learn fast that's the only because it's gonna keep changing uh what is one thing you could change about how you use social media is this a stupid question (laughs) (laughs) is it a stupid question um Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, I know. I think I know why I wrote this, and I already alluded to it. Um, I wish I would use it more for social than for just the media part. Mm. Because, like, right now, I just pretty much, I get memes from it. I laugh about stuff. But, like, I don't talk to people as much as I... I I wish I would use social media more for the social part. Like, I want to be one of those people who I tweet something, and it's hilarious, and 500 people, like, respond, and then I go in the comments, and we can all, like, have a really hilarious... By the way, follow us on Twitter and make my dream happen. Um, And we can have, like, a... (laughs) 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 And we can have... We can have a whole discussion under my tweet, like, the... People who are now... Po- See, I don't even know how Twitter works. I'm fumbling this. But those people who have fun doing that, yeah, yeah. I'm one of those. <laughs> I'm still trying to think about one thing I would change. I think I would change the same... Like, I wish I used it to be more social. Like, I do miss, like, in the Facebook heyday, it, like, gave me an opening to, like, connect with people that I didn't talk to as often. Like, if, like, oh, someone really? who was, like, I really liked the person, and they'd, like, their post would pop up, and I could comment, and, like... 
that could start a conversation. Whereas now it's like, I would just have to like message them out of the blue, which yeah. like I would never do. Um, so just like, I feel like I miss those opportunities to like reconnect with people. Right. Not that there's that many people that I want to reconnect gonna... with, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's that many. <laughs> um, yeah, I never thought about it that way. But I think you're right. I, I guess it's the same with uh, the Snapchat thing that I was telling where you wanted to keep people in your uh, top two. But yeah, if you were more engaged in the social aspect, the constant feed of people continue to get in your recent memory by like the stuff to post and you follow them. Yeah. Because yeah, like you said, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm not calling anybody to volunteer information they didn't ask for. I'm not going to pick up the phone like yeah. and call somebody I haven't spoken to five years. I'm like, you know what? I was thinking about you today. How have you been? But you know what? Maybe I should do that. <laughs> honestly, maybe I should. But like I think about people and I'm like, oh, I thought about them. That's a nice thought. And then like I don't pick up the phone to call them. That's mm-hmm. that on that. Like, yeah. Sorry to anybody I thought yep. about and didn't call. <laughs> Actually, you know what? And the the reverse is true. <laughs> they're thinking the same thing about me, and they're not calling either. So really, neither of us is calling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if we did follow each other on Facebook, like <laughs> we'd have more opportunities to then talk. Anyway, I beat that point to death. I think this was a great episode. I enjoyed recording it. Yeah. Thoroughly. <laughs> this is great. That concludes our conversation about social media. Well, thanks for joining us today, and. Speaking of social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Big Empty Purse. Come help our dream come true of being social people. (laughs) (laughs) On next week's episode, we'll be discussing the topic of sports. Y'all thought I was going to give you another to be announced, didn't you? Didn't you? Oh! (laughs) I thought it was food. (laughs) I forgot. I tried to be like, you know what? We have our plan for next week. We're not going to do it to be announced. And then turns out, I don't know what it is. I fucked it up. I might leave that in the podcast. It's not to be announced, though. I know. On next week's episode, we'll be discussing the topic of food. Until next time, (laughs) peace.